and it just seemed to be a, an acceptable just this is just how it is so wasn't really something that I was willing to accept so I figured if I don't like it then I might as well change it and that's kind of what started me on this journey Hey guys, welcome back to the show. And on today's show, we have the amazing Petraeris del Angel, who is the founder of My Lumps, which is the first ever self-examined breast tracking tool. I, I feel like I'm probably bushing that up. Petraeris, if you can introduce yourself and tell me a little bit more about the inspiration behind coming up with this breast exam tracking tool. Sure. So thank you so much for having me on the show. So my name Petraeris del Angel and what I've created so far is called My Lumps and it is a digital breast self-exam tracking tool. The inspiration for the mobile application really came out of a personal need. I have a high risk of breast cancer in my family and have always struggled with breast self-examinations which is something that doctors ask you to do and I had a lump in my breast which was analyzed and the radiologist determined to be non-cancerous cyst which is great. But then they said, keep an eye on it, because if it changes, you have to come back and get it reevaluated. And that sounds easy. And I got home and then I'm like, how do you do that? I don't know what I had for dinner last night, let alone how my breasts feel like on a week to week, month to month basis. So I asked a bunch of women and they're like, well, you eventually just forget about it because it's stressful and it's living in this constant state of anxiety. And I looked for tools and there's nothing in the market currently that helps women with that. So I got to a point where I decided, why not create it? Technology for women and, and women, women's health is something that hasn't really been innovated on. Usually it's not. So I figured I'd take a leap of faith and address a problem that I had that's more and more women that I spoke to that seemed to be a pretty common problem. And it just seemed to be a, an acceptable, just this is just how it is. So wasn't really something that I was willing to accept. So I figured if I don't like it, then I might as well change it. And that's kind of what started me on this journey. When did you actually start the journey? Like how long have you been developing this application? February of this year. Oh, so it's like really <laughs> recent. And yes, I think what you told me is you're actually getting ready to launch very soon. It's launched. So the app launched on the Google Play Store on Wednesday. And then it's currently being reviewed by the Apple team. So as soon as I get a, a go ahead from Apple, it'll be in the Apple store also. But it is currently available at Google. Awesome. When you, before you launched it, I'm just wondering what was your kind of testing process? Did you get some mm -hmm. beta testers to test it out or how did you go through that? Yeah. So what I did was I first started with kind of friends and family, shared the link and say, hey, this cool thing, can you test it for me? And that was my first round of testing. And then I decided that's that I, I need a, a broader group of women, different backgrounds, ages, ethnicities. And, and I was having a hard time of how exactly do I do that? And didn't even think about it at the time until I, I was going through Facebook and I noticed I'm part of all these groups on Facebook. And one of them is working moms groups and women who have breast breast cancer questions or concerns or stuff like that. And I'm like, that would be a perfect group. So I just, I put it out there. I'm like, hey guys, I created this thing. I would love to see your feedback. It's 100% free, no commitment. If you don't want to, that's fine. But if you'd be interested and you're passionate about something like breast cancer and having some sort of innovation in that space, reach out to me. And I had an overwhelming response. I had 40 plus women who I've never talked to before say, yes, I would love to. It'd be amazing. And the feedback that I got was great. That was a, a good way for me to be able to get those testers in a pretty organic way. Facebook groups are something that I 
I had never even considered as an avenue of going to go find users or testers. And it turned out people are usually, if it's something that they're passionate about, very open and willing to help. That was my first was family and friends. And then I'm like, once I decided I needed to expand that group, Facebook was really uh, a really helpful tool. And it's free, so you can't beat free. Awesome. So in terms of being free, like how are you actually making revenue off of this app? Yes. So currently what I have it, it's free for all users. And I want it to remain free because to me, it's important for all women to have access to that. And as long as soon as you put a price to it, you're already adding a barrier of entry to something that, in my opinion, should be free to all women. So what I've decided to do is I've decided to build the business, not so much on the back of the end users um, in their pocket, but really on organizations, hospitals, insurance companies who can benefit from women using this tool as a breast cancer prevention tool or an early detection tool because it doesn't prevent it but it helps women detect it early so i'm not in that space in that face yet i've i I decided that i gotta launch an mvp and prove the market prove that i have a market i have users that are willing and able to, to to use this and once i have that then i can take that to a hospital an organization these are individuals that i'm currently talking to but they need to see proof and at that point then i can then work with hospitals and businesses and insurances and you know charge them on a subscription basis to have that given to their users so that's my deployment approach is broken in a couple phases the first phase is prove my market prove my users second phase is build upon where are you at? Where are you at right now in terms of those phases? So I'm in the first phase right now. So I've just launched it in Google Play. I'm waiting for it to be released in Apple so I can start like my big marketing push and I have a press release ready and everything ready to go. So as soon as it's available in the Apple store, then I can make that official announcement that it's out. I did publish it on like all my socials ready in Google Play, but I haven't been pushing it so much. I just want to wait for it to be available on both. Because even with that little bit of marketing that I've done, uh, the first response that I get, or first question I get from everybody is, is it available on Apple? Not yet, but we're getting there. So once it's available on Apple, then I plan to really make a big fuss about it, invest a lot in, in, in the marketing space. I have a couple of approaches that I'm thinking about. How do I market this and really reach my users, especially now that Breast Cancer Awareness Month is around the corner in October, it'd be a perfect time for me to go ahead and promote that in that how many users do you have right now so i know you collected some beta testers you had 40 Mm -hmm. beta testers and now it's in the android store are you doing anything on android or are most of the people that you're speaking to apple users so the majority of them are apple users but i do have i have had uh, a handful of downloads on android i'm not marketing it as much i do want it to come in and people to come in slowly but surely it's just the majority of the users that i've talked to are apple users so it's one of those that once it's available in the apple store then i think it'll make sense to make a bigger fuss about it at this point the majority of the users seem to be apple users okay so this is actually really incredible because you had this idea back in february and then it's only been seven months and you already have something out in the app store you are starting to get traction you've had pretty good success going into these different facebook groups and and talking to people what so in terms of your next step with growing this user base to get to revenue your mission was to at least prove the concept first yes so now that you've proved the concept because you have this beta tester how many users do you think you'd need before you can actually start thinking about revenue and and how long would that take so i think as long as i could get at least 
one to two thousand users because not only do i want to prove women are using this and it's useful and they like it and it's, it's beneficial to them but also that there's data behind um, what we're collecting everything's anonymized we don't collect any personal information the only thing we connect is an email and that's needed to create an account but besides that we don't collect anything else from the user so everything's anonymized and the, the, the information that we're currently collecting is something that's currently not available in the market at all. The space of uh, breast cancer is usually, and, and research around breast cancer is usually really focused on treatment, as it should be. So self-examinations are something that usually, not usually, there just hasn't been really a lot of focus on. And there's just this assumption of women will take care of it in their homes, and when they come in to see the doctors, we'll teach them how to do it. But we don't know if they're doing that. And if they're doing it right, what are they finding? Those are things that the app will be able to capture. So as long as I can get at least, I think about a thousand users is my target right now. I can then look at that data and say, hey, Moffitt, John Hopkins, Susan G. Coleman, this is the data that I'm collecting. These are the research papers that you've released recently saying that, and in 2017, the American Cancer Society came out and said that they were no longer recommending breast cell examinations, which was the huge deal because a lot of women relied on that for that making sure that everything was okay in the breast and their evidence was they said that there's no research to prove that leads to early breast cancer detection it was because we don't have that data we don't have any access to that data so my app and what i'm providing will give them that visibility and that access once i hit that at least a thousand users i think i'll be able to then look at the data and see is it something that's consumable is it something that's usable and, and that will be beneficial to research in that space of either educating women or adding more resources to areas where maybe breast cancer is detected later in the stage and not as early as maybe we could catch it if women were doing these breast self-examinations really understanding what their breast feel. okay in terms of getting to a thousand users it's not just about getting into a thousand users it's, it's also about getting that data right so that data is going to take some time to collect yes. so when do you think you would actually have 1000 users and then also the time it takes to collect that data so right now i have a, a i'm targeting it at any so typically women do breast self examinations once a month so 12, 12 months or 12 exams for about a thousand users will me it will give me a, a roughly a good sample size i'm also working with a i have a co-founder who's a doctor who's working on something or was working on something related but different and have been relying or asking him on from his perspective from the medical field perspective at what point do you think we need to say okay now we have enough data enough information to have those conversations and i'm still having those conversations i want to make sure that when i get to that point it's not a i'm coming out of nowhere i'm still having conversations with those individuals letting them know what i'm doing letting them know what my goal what my path what my product deployment plan is and the response that i usually get is okay once you have enough users in the data come back and understandable but at least we're having those connections those conversations so when i come back it's not going to be a who are you what are you doing i have no idea where you're coming from it's we've already established some sort of understanding that this is great they've never seen anything like this before it could be good we just need to look at the data and see if it is what we think it's going to yeah, that's super smart to start yeah. growing that customer list of these researchers first. And yes. then are you actually building with them? So are you asking them what kind of data they need and trying to figure out how to incorporate that into the app? Yes. And that's that's so key because if my customer, so my customer, my my, my main customer base and the, the customers who the business will be built upon are my 
research facilities and, and, and hospitals. So I need to be sure that the data that I'm collecting is something that they need and they're using. When I first started this process, I'm not a doctor, I, I work in technology. So I was building this out of my own personal experience of every time I go to the doctor, what is it that they ask? that I can't ever answer because I don't know and I don't remember. In this process of starting this, I, I, it was really hard to get hold of doctors and ask those questions like, hey, what information do you want? What is it that you want to know? So to get around it, I'm a fairly resourceful person. I made an appointment with my own personal doctor and I'm like, hey, I need a check. While I'm here, can I ask you a couple of questions? And, Really, that was the approach that I took because with limited resources, you got to figure out and make it work. So that was how I made it work. And having that conversation with my own personal doctor, she's okay. There's a couple of people that I think you can talk to. And it just stem off from there and it continues on. So it's been a very long, difficult journey. Definitely something that, that's, that's paid off to this point, doing it in that way. Yeah, that's really smart. There, there is a little bit of an ugly side to this. And that ugly side is you have to wait. First, you have to get 1,000 users. And then after you get that 1,000 users, then you have to wait one year of data collection. The ugly question is how much money is this actually going to take in terms of you just running this operation until you are profitable? Yes. So it, it's, it's a great question. So up to this point, I have funded this entirely myself. And I've been fortunate enough where I haven't had to take any debt. So I don't owe anything at this point. My plan moving forward is I, I am able to sustain this for at least the next. Right now I'm targeting six months without taking in any debt. After that, if need be, I'll take in debt. But my goal is once I get to at least a six month period, if I have good traction and my goal really is, so 1000 users is my minimum. My goal is to push for more, to get the, the promotion around the product, get the visibility out there. So if I can really hit it off hard during Breast Cancer Awareness Month, then part of the marketing strategy is going to be doing one of those challenges, right? So my goal is to do a check your lumps challenge. I'm going to check my lumps. I challenge my mother to check her lumps because it's breast cancer awareness and we should all be doing that. And take that approach. If I can get within six months a good traction around it, then I can potentially look for sponsorship and say, hey, Susan G. Coleman, Moffitt, John Hopkins. I do have a an option or a place in my app where I have learning materials or information for additional information for a user, you know, with your sponsorship, I could promote your content. So it'll be content just for your hospital, just for your research facility and use that kind of, of a sponsorship in the meantime. So I am trying to attack every approach that I can possibly think not only just paid subscribers, but also sponsorship, because this is an area where I could potentially get sponsorships because of what this is about and, and what it's impact. Yeah, Petraides, if I can actually um, add one of the strategies that our Accelerator members are doing is mm -hmm. we're, we're actually focused on that customer list first. So this 1,000 mm -hmm. group of people that you're collecting, that's actually a goldmine right there because the strategy is instead of focusing on the product, one of, one of the questions that these Accelerator members, before they graduate, the question that they have to ask for themselves is, can I build a company 
that can survive even if my product if you can answer yes to that question this is like how you start to build an empire and what you're doing for Thritis is actually like really the bedrock like you've created the bedrock to be able to do this because now you're growing this customer list so as soon as you start getting these thousand women the thing is it doesn't just have to be about your product anymore because they, they these women they have a very specific journey you can actually start doing joint venture deals with other people yes. that have other different products and services to start making revenue that way you can also diversify and start you know expanding your offering because you're focused on these people mm -hmm. so just wanted to throw that in there i think that's, yes. that's like uh, like what you're doing yeah you're definitely setting up the bedrock and the fundamentals where do you see yourself a year from now oh goodness <laughs> so many places <laughs> so i have i do have a very extensive product roadmap of where, where i feel that the application can go so one of them is i'd love to integrate with a period application because what's fertility periods breast self-examination it all works together now initially i considered building it it's my building it in the application but for an mvp i why recreate something that's already been created when I can just leverage that in the future as a future integration point or some a partnership with someone in that space. So in a year from now, I do see myself being able to partner with someone like a, a period application and that in itself increases my user base because all women have their periods as long as you're under a certain age. And in addition to that, I'd love to be able to roll out two additional product offerings. So you have a premium version with which most applications have. You have the free one, the premium one, and the premium one would give you some additional premium features. One of those is access to a medical professional if you have an immediate question, and then an enterprise version. Now that would be definitely past one year and the enterprise version would be more targeted to private organizations, companies um, that can then offer this product to their employees as part of a health and wellness plan. So there's multiple areas that I would like to take. I really am taking this one step at a time. I feel like the, the, if I can just first prove my market and start and, and validate my product, then I know that is solid, then everything else can be built upon it. But if I can't first prove and build a good basis, then and I grow too fast and it's just it's I feel like it's just going to crumble if you don't have a good base. So I really am focused on getting a good base, understanding my users, understanding if I'm actually addressing their problem. Could I address their problem differently? And at this point, I have gotten user feedback of things that I had not considered and are already a part of my backlog of things to, to do for the next release. So really understanding my user and ensuring that I'm addressing their problem is going to be a, a huge task for the, for the next year. Can I just tell you that when you started mentioning the partnership with a period app, mm -hmm. like in my head, I was actually saying, hell yes, because so many founders, they try to do it themselves and they just yes. add, they just start adding features into this app and they just create this monster, which it doesn't make sense for people anymore. Mm -hmm. And really, yeah, the smart way to do it is it's already been built. Someone's exactly. already doing it. Why don't you go leverage their users and then also just create this partnership where both of you can grow together. One final question for you, Petraides. Have you tried getting Fergie in as a spokesperson yet? <laughs> everyone, it's, it's hilarious. I get that from everyone. They're like, so are you talking to Fergie? I'm like, I would love to. <laughs> Once it's out there and I think I, eventually I will reach out to her, but I want to be able to make sure that it's a product I have. I've addressed any concerns and it's a good product already established in the market. But yes, I would love to be able to reach out to her. It is something that I get a lot. So it's funny that you mention it because everyone... I, 
almost everyone that I've spoken to asked me that. They're like, so is she going to be your spokesperson? <laughs> Which is also really great because it's, it's a brand that's already recognizable. Yes. So you're, yeah, you've like, I, it's a really good name. Where can people learn more about you and where can people learn more about My Lumps? Sure. So if my website, so www.mylumps.com has all the information about the application. We also have links on there to the uh, Google Play Store where you can find the, the application and the Apple one will be updated once it's available and I also have information about myself and contact information. All right, mylumps.com. And then yes. I guess if they go there, they can find you your information as well. Yes, yes. I have a about page where it talks about my journey, about why I created what I created and, you know, why did I end up in this in this idea of a mobile application that tracks breast examinations. And then all my social medias are, are there too. So feel free to reach out in, in any way, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, I have all of them. <laughs> I'm so happy that you're doing this and, and I'm so happy to hear that you're more impact oriented like you're more focused on solving this problem and you're yes. actually self-funding it because you're giving this away for free you're self-funding it like kudos to you thank you so much guys you. if you want to learn more about my lumps go check out mylumps.com learn more about Petraides del Angel definitely an angel thank you Petraides for being on the show thank you I really appreciate it alright guys we'll see you on the next episode <laughs>